Preface of Garcia Moreno, President of Ecuador, 1821-1875 This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Garcia Moreno, President of Ecuador, 1821-1875 By Rev. Father Augustine Berth Translated by Lady Herbert Preface by the Translator Before entering into the subject of this memoir, I must answer a question frequently asked to me while I was writing the life of Garcia Moreno. Where is Ecuador? It is a South American Republic, twice the size of France, having Colombia to the north, Peru to the south, Brazil to the east, and the Pacific Ocean to the west. A double chain of the Andes runs through its whole length, so that it has three regions absolutely distinct from one another, i.e., the plains by the sea coast, the upland between the high mountains, and the savage country beyond, which divides it from Brazil. In the plains the vegetation is glorious, the great heat of the sun and the plentiful irrigation from the mountain torrents combine to produce every description of beautiful tree and shrub, besides cocoa, coffee, cotton, the sugar cane, and every kind of grain and fruit. The tableland above is a splendid oasis, three thousand meters above the level of the sea, and favored by a most delicious climate all the year round. Here the greater part of the population of Ecuador is concentrated. There stands Quito, the capital of the country, and other important towns like Cuenca, Riobamba, Abanto, Ibarra, and others. Here also are the great farms called haciendas, often as large as an English county, upon which are pastured three or four thousand head of cattle, and fifteen or twenty thousand sheep. When we leave this high ground and descend the slopes of the Andes, towards the east, we come to the immense plain called the Napo, full of virgin forests, and inhabited by two hundred thousand savage Indians. This is a brief description of the country where the interesting life of Garcia Moreno was passed, and where he died a martyr. The history of the people goes back to the very first centuries of our era, but in the fifteenth the Incas of Peru conquered the country, established themselves at Quito, and reigned undisturbed for forty years. Then came the discovery of America by Columbus and the Spanish occupation. At first the Spanish kings acquitted themselves faithfully of their great mission. They sent in every ship bishops, priests, and religious orders, who evangelized, by degrees, the whole country, so that civilization and religion went hand in hand. But in the following century all this was changed. The advice given by Columbus to the kings of Spain was disregarded. Footnote. Your Royal Highness should not permit any Spaniard to settle in South America who is not a good Christian, for this enterprise has no other object in view than the glory of God and the good of his church. End footnote. And the poor natives were enslaved by a multitude of grasping speculators and needy place hunters, who, in spite of the remonstrances of the church and of all honest men, converted this paradise into a perfect hell upon earth, and having decimated the inhabitants by their cruelties, imported blacks from Africa to do their work and thus established a slave trade, which it has taken three centuries to abolish. The abolition of the missions, the expulsion of the Jesuits and other religious orders followed, and the people were reduced to a kind of desperation. But the kings of Spain did not escape the punishment which their crimes had deserved, and one by one the whole of their South American colonies were torn from them. The first actor in the drama was Bolivar, who, born in 1783, took an oath in 1805 to deliver his country from the tyranny of the Spaniards. In 1810 he returned to Venezuela, 
proclaimed the independence of the people and formed a republic composed of the three states of venezuela new granada and ecuador under the name of colombia defeated by the spanish forces for a time he returned in eighteen seventeen and at the end of a few years had driven the spaniards from the country and was hailed as the liberator of his people but though he had freed this part of south america from the tyranny of spain a worse tyranny had replaced it that of the revolution which he was unable to stem and which finally destroyed him he died literally of a broken heart on december seventeenth eighteen thirty being only forty-seven years of age the total dismemberment of colombia followed and each state set up for itself and became an independent republic one of these was ecuador torn to pieces by the internal revolutions it was left to garcia moreno to make it what the holy father leo the thirteenth called it the model of a christian state only thirty years after the death of bolivar this man by the grace of god and the faithful following of his counsels swept away the villains who were fattening at the expense of the people established as catholic a government as that of st louis of france and dragged the whole nation out of the chaos in which it was plunged in eighteen sixty two in spite of the radicals and socialists he signed a concordat which restored entire liberty to the church in eighteen sixty seven he established a constitutional government destined to make his people a true flock of jesus christ in eighteen seventy he alone had the boldness to protest against the invasion of the pontifical states when by the official recognition of an usurping power kings and emperors made themselves the accomplices of italian brigands he even obtained from the congress of eighteen seventy three a national subsidy in favour of the captive and despoiled pontiff at the same time he consecrated the republic to the sacred heart of jesus he found the country in a state of bankruptcy and ruin but in ten years he managed to realize such marvellous improvements in the finances as well as in the material and intellectual condition of the people that the most vivid imagination was surpassed by the reality naturally the socialists and freemasons whom he had dismissed from the government and even the theorists who believed in a free church and a free state were mad with rage against him and finding that they could not overturn one who was looked upon as the father of his people his death was decreed by the masonic lodges he was warned of his danger and wrote these beautiful words to the pope may i be deemed worthy to shed my blood for the cause of the church and of christian society god thought him worthy on august sixth eighteen seventy five he fell under the daggers of the assassins his last words were the cry of a martyr dios numere god never dies alone among the chiefs of modern states garcia moreno restored to his country a truly christian government alone amidst weak princes and feeble kings and the vile flatteries of a still more vile populace he gave to the world the noble example of unshaken firmness and the accomplishment of what he felt to be duty alone as an heroic martyr to the cause of christian civilization he gave his blood for the noble end which he defended garcia moreno appears then as the only great politician of the nineteenth century and as a type too long lost of the real saviour of his people for that reason i felt that garcia moreno should not pass like a meteor in the midst of his contemporaries without leaving a trace behind him not to bring to light such a personality would be to rob god of the glory of his work and to deprive this noble man of the immortality to which he is entitled even on this earth more than that it would be depriving the world of a great example for the history of garcia moreno gives to all statesmen a providential lesson 
God grants that the blood of this martyr may be fertile in its results, and inspire with a like zeal other men who may aspire to become the regenerators of their country, and who may be found intelligent enough to understand, and courageous enough to follow him. End of preface.